This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hold on. Let's try this again. Uh-huh. If you're just tuning in, second date, big mistake, marks irate, date is a flake. Okay. <laughs> so gone. So bad. Never any encouragement from dad. Why, Mark's dad? Was it so hard to care? Instead, you were careless, and now Mark's in deep stress. Hold him. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I, I don't know. That Mark. sent chills down my spine. It's very deep. Very deep. Mark's dad, that's what the real mystery well. we should be solving right now, not this date thing. What it all came down to, I think, in that poem right there. What? If you're just tuning in for today's second date update, Mark is on the phone. And Mark is a poet. He met the girl that he wants to call today at one of his poetry readings. He goes to open mic nights a lot. And she came up to him after he was done and really liked one of the poems that he read about his crazy ex-girlfriend. <laughs> They talked at the bar for a little while and then went somewhere else to hang out. And he says that her mood kind of changed when he said that she was as beautiful as a snail. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was trying to say that she was like hard on the outside, but soft on the inside like everybody. But he thinks she didn't really like that very much. He ended the date with a handshake, but has her phone number and has tried to reach out to her and she hasn't responded to anything. Mark, do we need to talk about those issues with your dad first or do you want to just do the second date? Uh, yeah, I think that's a longer show than this is. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just glad he's not in tears over the whole thing. Well, dial her phone number right now, get her on the phone, and see if we can figure out what went wrong, all right? Great. And I'll stop with all the bad poetry. Will you, though? Thank you. I don't think you will. Well, I don't trust you at all. I can't make that promise. <laughs> yeah. I found a new passion, Mark, uh-huh. because of you. It's burning inside. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to dial the phone number and see if we get her on the phone. Here we go. Oh, Mark, I never even asked what her name is. What's her name? Oh, it's Lizzie. Lizzie. Sorry, I was... So wrapped up in my own poetry, I forgot to ask. All right, I'll dial Lizzie's phone number right now. Here we go. Hello? Hi, can I speak to Lizzie, please? Uh, this is her speaking. Who's calling? Hi, Lizzie. This is Jubal from Brook and Jubal in the Morning. Okay. Where, what is this? <laughs> it's a radio show. That's odd. I've never been called by radio before. Well, cool. There's a first for everything. <laughs> Any uh, idea why I'm calling you? No idea. Okay, well... Contemplating hanging up. No, please don't. don't please don't hang no, up. No. Yeah, don't hang up. You're going to be very interested in this phone call. Okay. Because it involves, I'm sure, one of the many men that's vying for your attention. <laughs> beating down your door. Uh, I guess you're implying that I go on lots of awesome dates. Well, I heard you're as beautiful as a snail, so I figured <laughs> you're probably going out on a lot of dates. Hmm. Sounds vaguely familiar. Uh-oh. Does it remind you of somebody named Mark? <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> That's not a bad giggle. That is kind of a positive giggle that you have right there. Well, I mean, that was kind of cute. Cute? It was cute. Okay. You liked it. So, yes, Mark is the guy that asked us to call you. He says that you met after one of his poetry readings, and he really enjoyed spending time with you, but now you're not answering any of his phone calls or text messages. And he was hoping we could find out why. Well, it wasn't, like, the best date ever. 
Okay. Oh. Okay. He said he thought that you liked him until he said the line about being as beautiful as a snail. Um, I mean, the snail thing, I was like, what? That's weird. Uh, <laughs> but it was like, I don't know, I guess he was just trying to be like dorky and poetic and <laughs> find, find meaning in nothing and then make it something. Okay. So I was like, I was like, oh, you know, like he's trying. So that's nice. But so wait, it wasn't the snail line. <laughs> no, it wasn't the snail line that got me. Was the date already bad before the snail line? Because he thought that that was the turning point. No, no, no. I mean, he made fun of me. What? Like how? Well, we were just talking about poetry and stuff, you know, like you do at places where people go and talk about poetry. Um, (laughs) Makes sense. So he asked me, you know, who my favorite poet was, and I told him, and he just laughed at me. He just made fun of me and for it. So I thought, wow, this guy is kind of a joke. Oh, wow. So you brought up your favorite poet, and he laughed at your taste? Yeah, it just shot me down. Like, Did you tell him that? We talked about it. We kind of felt like we were arguing and going back and forth, and it was just not comfortable. And I like how he asks your opinion and then says, oh, that's a bad opinion. Yeah, maybe he thought I was joking, but I definitely wasn't because my answer is one of my biggest inspirations. So when he shot me down, I was like, wow, this guy's a f***ing ass. Wow, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, who's your biggest inspiration? So I said that my favorite poet was Dr. Seuss, and he laughed at that. <laughs> That's awesome, though. <laughs> and now the guy in the background is laughing great. <laughs> well, yeah, but you don't expect just... like uh, people to talk about great poets, and then, I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. I'm not a big poetry guy, but I wouldn't think well, Dr. I mean, Seuss. Like, I thought she's kidding. See, yeah, I mean, like it doesn't matter. Like anytime I bring it up, everyone's gonna think that I'm kidding. Like it's a joke, and. <laughs> Again. Sorry. I can tell you you're frustrating. You're getting upset. And Jose laughs at everything, so don't worry about that. Okay. He laughs at everything. But I I will tell you this, Mark is actually on the other line listening and wants to talk to you. Oh my God, are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry if that makes you even more upset. Oh my God. (laughs) Doctor Seuss? That's what this is about? (laughs) Well, yes, that's what offended me. Like, you really hurt my feelings because I, vulnerable, like a little smell, opened up and told you something that I like, <laughs> and then you just, like, shoved it right back in my face, and it was it was rude. I, was like, I genuinely you no thought you were for, kidding. No, no, no. You have no, you have no respect for me, so why would I call you back? It's not that I don't have respect for you, Lizzie. We have a great time. I'm just saying Dr. Seuss is who inspired you to be a – I mean, what is well, that? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously you cannot <laughs> get past that. Then, like, if you can't, you know, deal with the real me, then you don't deserve it. So, One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish is not a poem. <laughs> I, I think it is. Yeah, it rhymes. It, yeah, it definitely is a, a poem. And... It's a poem for children. I thought we were talking about – real poets. I thought we were having a grown-up conversation, and then you start talking about, you know, everyone loves the Grinch, but I'm not 10 years old anymore. Mark, you need to back off right now. What? Am I offending you right now? Does anyone else there actually think Dr. Seuss is a real poet? Oh, come on. Truly, truly. Um, Maybe the people that bought the over 600 million copies of his work that was sold, yeah, maybe that counts for something. What have you sold? Ouch. Okay, well, uh, maybe I haven't sold anything, but did Dr. Seuss go to open mics every weekend trying to, like, 
perfect the craft? No, he did <laughs> not. Do we know that for sure? I don't know. Yeah, I Maybe Dr. Seuss did go to open mics. That'd be awesome. I guarantee Dr. Seuss never opened up to a live audience in a dive bar. I bet he was at home scribbling down children's writing. <laughs> I can't believe how ignorant you are right now. He went to Dartmouth College. I'm sure he had to speak in front of many people. How do you know so much about him? <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Like I told you, if you didn't listen to me before, he is one of my biggest inspirations. So, yeah, I'm going to know some stuff about him. And, like, you don't even have a clue what you're talking about. You're the one that called me. Look, if I wanted to be a hack like Dr. Seuss and oh. write about cats and hats and bats, then I could. And you know what? I could probably sell a million copies, but I don't. I go up there and I talk about my feelings and the world around me like a real poet's supposed to. I find it hard that I even have to defend myself in regards to Dr. Seuss. Other than writing children's books and poems, I mean, he's very political and he has all kinds of hidden symbolism in Green Eggs and Ham. And, oh, uh, my God. No, no, that's not. What is the symbolism in Green Eggs and Ham? Food poisoning? Bad meat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael, well, why don't you go back to your own apartment and write your whiny poems about your ex-girlfriend because that's clearly the only type that you can get. Oh. <laughs> well, okay, great. Why don't you just go back to the bookstore and sit in the children's section on a mini stool and read your pop-up book? How about that? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it would be more pleasant than talking to you. That's for sure. I thought for sure we would get you on the phone, Mark, and you'd apologize and say, oh, my God, I didn't mean to diss your inspiration. I'm sorry. I would yeah, have if she didn't double down on it. I mean, good lord. <laughs> good is, lord. Is that, not what the, is, is that not what this whole phone call is about? Just to make fun of me some more? No, no. no it was try to get. It was to try to get you a second date with Mark. Which, if you would like a second date with Mark, Lizzie, <laughs> we will pay for it. Would you like to go out with him again? No, hell no. That is the last thing that I would want to do. Oh. I'd rather go sit in the children's section of the library and read pop-up books. Thank you. <laughs> it does sound pretty yeah. fun, actually. Never call me again. Ooh, no. Wow. Hey, Mark? Yeah? No second date for you, man. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it didn't sound like it. But I did, in that time, write a poem about it if you want to hear it. <laughs> oh, God, I do. No. I would love to. No. But don't put me on the spot like that. I didn't actually have anything prepared. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.